I was hoping he was going to do that. All right, welcome to Chicken Space. This is episode 10, historic day, because we are at the new place. We, we got our chickens moved, and that's how I want to tell that story. Uh, when I come back, it's probably nice and uh, loud because all these chickens are so happy I brought food up to them on the new land. So I'll be back with that story and maybe some other stuff in a little bit. Welcome to Chicken Space. Good wishes for this day. Will your hands know my hands? All right, so here we are. It's been a very busy week and haven't ever found time to have this time together for our little podcast and right now still not too much time I uh, just finished doing the chickens 11 o'clock in the morning and soon we're gonna get in the car and drive up to Canada uh, my uncle passed away recently and tomorrow's the funeral uh, I'm actually gonna be helping with officiating that service and it sort of gives you the privilege of just having um, him and all of his family and all of our relatives uh, in my mind these last <clears throat> couple of weeks sort of just remembering and getting ready to to share and honor his life and the life that we all live so we're heading out a little bit not too much time but dogs got him out for a walk and we always keep one on a lead now they do like to wander. Last week we gave them a test and they went over the mountain. We got a call from some nice people that we got to meet uh, because the dogs had showed up at their house drinking the water on their lawn. Very happy when we got there. Happy to get in the truck and happy to come back. But we'd like you guys to be here with us. Ha Bergen, ha Luna. So now we're out for a little walk. And like I told you there in the intro, we got, we've got chickens at the new land. So uh, that is a very a long-awaited um, time to get to Bergen. Let's go this way. Come on. Good boy. Got Luna on the lead now because she was free before. Oh, they like to jump on each other and play. Um, so we got those chickens up and um, I was actually making some recordings uh, as we were doing it. And I think I mentioned before you move chickens at night because they can't see in the dark. We've tried chasing chickens in the daytime and it's very hilarious. Oh, you guys bumping into me there, aren't you? Uh, because they're pretty quick they, and it's amazing. They can actually like sense, it seems like, when you are trying to get your hands on them. As soon as you think it, they look at you, that funny look, and then you try to get any closer and they move away. You can sneak up on them without letting them know you're sneaking up on them. You got half a chance to get them. But at night, you just pick them up. So, I was recording that so I could share it. And I think there was probably some kind of like pride in me because I know this stuff and I you know, really have learned a lot over these last couple years. And we worked so hard to get all this land up here ready. Been working since last winter, cutting cherry trees down in the snow and getting the land cleared off, building the housing for the chickens, getting the irrigation system set up so we can use that. Oh my, and then the night arrived. So I was describing it. First trip went well, had this idea that we could just put the chickens in a trailer behind the truck and it has a 
tarp cover that you just roll out on top and they would have this nice place. Then we could drive the seven tenths of a mile up to here and we could put them in on their roosts on the new uh, housing up here. Do that a couple times and uh, we'd be set. So we had to wait till about 10 o'clock to start and I used the tractor to clear out an area that we could back the trailer into um, just so it wouldn't have a lot of food stuff there, slippery food stuff. Got them all loaded up on that first trip, went very well. And then we get back, I mean it went well, but it took a long time. It takes a long time to move 800 chickens. So um, we're one by one picking them off the roost. I was doing that inside the old housing, handing them to Ann. She was putting them in the trailer. First one comes up, next one, come back. We back the trailer in the spot to get the other ones. Start loading them up. It's like two o'clock or so in the morning or maybe one o'clock at that point or maybe even 12.30, I don't know, somewhere late. I don't think very well after 9 p.m. And we're loading those chickens in and there keeps being space in there so we keep loading them in. And I know it's a lot, but there's space on the floor. And so we get all the chickens loaded in and then start up the truck, four-wheel drive truck, good tires on it, start to go and it's stuck. I had cleared the space out. Like I had prepared for that, it's stuck. So, okay, we'll go get the tractor and we'll hook it up and we'll, you know, one of us will pull with the tractor and the other drive with the truck and just take us a couple minutes. Well, hook up the tractor and then the cable breaks the first time. So we'll get another cable, put it on, and this one doesn't break, but the truck still doesn't move. Truck tire spinning, the tractor tire, tractor doesn't pull them. And then it's like, oh gosh. Well, the, the truck was in okay shape, but the trailer had gotten into um, some of this old spent grain and just couldn't pull out. So start digging using the tractor around the edges to kind of get it away and then start digging it away. Time to get it all dug away. Truck's still stuck, truck doesn't move. And then I notice this chicken gasping and then it's like, this light clicks on in my dim midnight brain. Uh-oh, all these chickens together under a tarp, overheating. Look in there, it's like, uh-oh, and a lot of those chickens had gotten squashed and it died, so. Now we got a lot of live chickens too. Hurry up, unroll the tarp, and we're just tossing these chickens out as fast as we can uh, so we can get down to the ones that are still alive and get them out. Turns out 134 chicks or chickens uh, lost that night. Um, so that was, that was a, hey Berrigan, stay over here. Come on, pup. Good boy, come this way. That was a rough night. And uh, in the moment of action, just taking action to, to save them. And then afterwards, all of this, the thoughts that come, right? And like, how could it be that we had spent all of those months to prepare to get this move to happen? Literally months, hours and hours, days and days, weeks and weeks. And on that night, even had tried to set it up so the truck wouldn't get stuck, truck gets stuck. <laughs> and so I don't know the answer to that question. But one of the things I wanted to share with you was that the next morning, 
uh, when it came up, or even really at that time that it was happening. I was aware um, that the last time this kind of loss of chickens, and look at me, chicken farmer losing chickens in these kinds of numbers. The first day I got those baby chicks, right? I told that story before. Got those baby chicks and it was super cold in February and I put water inside so that they would have water. Next day come back and a lot of them have gotten wet. A little baby chick gets wet, they die. 72 baby chicks died um, that night. And I'm taking care of that the next morning and there's just this feeling that I, I am bad. It was just this feeling of shame that came up. Like not just that a bad thing happened or I did a bad thing, but like I am bad. That's the way the people that talk about shame define what it is compared to just like something you've done. It's like, no, the sense, I am bad. I'm supposed to get it right. I'm supposed to know the answers. And if I don't, like I am bad. And uh, as I shared in that, that other podcast earlier, <clears throat> with the healing work I do, I spent that whole day working on myself. It was a cloudy day, cold, cold day, foggy, and Ann wasn't there, and Rob, who has the land, he wasn't there all alone, sitting in the truck because it's so cold, and just using this method of memory reconsolidation ice and just paying attention to whatever came up. And there were old family memories, childhood memories, all these things where, like my patterns of, I'm supposed to get it right, I'm not supposed to screw up. If I screw up this bad, I am bad. And I just, every time I paid attention to that, I, I used the ice method, reconsolidating whatever was showing up. It was a long, rough day. And what was amazing was that I, I came back the next day to the same exact place. Those baby chicks are second day. And this time that night, 30 more had died. But this time there wasn't that sense of shame. There wasn't that feeling, I am bad anymore. And I was stunned by that. Like it was sad that the chickens were dead and I, I forget what mistake I made that night, but just the cold and the crowding and all that stuff. But anyway, that feeling of shame was, was not there. And the reason I'm sharing that is because even as this was happening, that the, the unfolding of this moment when we're realizing, oh my gosh, all these chickens just died. The sense of shame, this old sense of I am bad, did not return, it didn't show up. Yes, we could have put less chickens in there. Yes, uh, it, the slope could have had something to do with them going back. Yes, could have uh, checked that we could get the truck out before we did all these things we could have, should have done in hindsight, with sleeping minds at 2 a.m. in the morning. All of those things are true, but what didn't happen, what didn't show up as a result of that, was this feeling, this old feeling of shame when I get something wrong or don't get it right. Uh, that was really a remarkable shift, a remarkable change um, to have that experience. So anyway, when it happened, we tossed all those chickens back out uh, into the field, ended up there for, and we couldn't get the truck out that night. So we go home, four o'clock, 
and uh, get a few hours sleep, come back up, get the truck out, finally figured out in the daylight, have to use the tractor and go use some different things. Took a long time. And then that night we're coming back and we're doing it all over again. Uh, one more big load of, no, two loads. We just split it up and took hardly any at a time. Hey, Bergen, stick around. Good boy, pup. And uh, <clears throat> so got them loaded up, brought them up. And I've been having the chickens here now for, for a whole week, living up in this new place. And they seem to be doing fine. First day I was feeding them. And we just had these two big chicken houses now and electric fence around them. And, and that's it. I was washing the food buckets and the dirt and um, <clears throat> and like hard to get them clean because the dust is going up on them. And then I got some pallets up here. Oh my gosh. You know you're living good when like pallets make that big a difference in your life. It's like, wow, I got a clean place to wash them now. A couple of hoses. What else? Oh, I made a table up here. So anyway, that's sort of what it feels like to have the beginning of the happy hands up at the new many spokes farm and uh, again just like as I said before this this piece it's a spiritual journey of having these chickens um, so there's about well we have almost exactly 640 chickens left I know because we counted them all as we put in put them in the trailers when we went up and we know how many died so we have 640 chickens now a bunch of those are gonna be, are the new chicks and here in the next month they should be starting to lay eggs i think some of them have already and we should actually be back up to uh, 20 or more dozen per day we're down to about 14 dozen a day because of our our uh, our moving disaster all right so that's that All right, I just checked the time. Looks like I got a couple more minutes here before I have to go. Be loading up some buckets in this section, but I did want to share with you a very strange uh, experience in my life. I am not a person who uh, invests money. I have friends who do. I'm always a little bit jealous of them and all their skills, but it's not something I do. Like we recently sold our house um, so we could have money for um, being up here with the chickens and developing this land and all the things we need to do, like we bought a tractor and stuff. Rest of the money, just sitting in the bank, in the checking account, 0% interest. Like not, not the wisest thing in the world from a, uh, a stewardship of money sort of thing, but it's never, it's never like worked for me to do that. And, and, uh, and one of the things I think about a lot is sort of how, how wealth uh, seems to accumulate more and more in the hands of fewer and fewer people, which makes sense if you have the money um, to work with, you have the capacity to make more of it than someone who has to spend almost all of the money that they make to survive. So anyway, all those philosophical things. And I have a friend who uh, is invested in, in cryptocurrency. He, for the last three years, he's been telling me about this. And, he keeps telling me like, oh, we need to invest in this. And I keep saying, you know, I hope it goes really well because you're going to have to be my benefactor because I don't believe in it and I can't, I can't really do it. I can't see it. And so we've had this conversation repeatedly. And uh, then he was visiting like a week ago and he said, Lars, I got to tell you something. 
And like I told them before about my issues with all the energy that cryptocurrencies consume, like apparently more than Scotland consumes is used to run uh, cryptocurrency verifications of transactions and stuff like that. He said, you know, there's something I want to share with you. There's this actually does something and it's just about to go live. And like that's been one of my things. It's like, oh, this little space on a computer is called a Bitcoin and it's worth $10,000 now. It's like, I don't get that. He says, yeah. He says, you could understand that if you want to, but he says, I think you could understand this. He says, this is about how money is changed between currencies. Like how you would change a dollar, a US dollar to a Mexican peso or, you know, a German Deutschmark or, or a Euro or something like that. And he said, there's been a system that's been around for many, many years that's not super efficient and it's gonna be replaced by this new program called Ripple that's gonna take care of this at very low cost and very quickly. So basically, uh, you've got a dollar that you wanna turn into pesos. You Ripple takes that dollar, it converts it into uh, units of exchange called XRP. And then when it goes, gets over to Mexico where it's gonna come out, it's converted back to pesos. The whole process apparently takes four seconds and the cost of doing that transaction is either like one one hundredth or one one thousandth of a penny. So lots of banks have been testing this out because it's so efficient and even companies like Amazon and MoneyGram are saying now that they're gonna use it. In fact, all that news just came out in the last week. Uh, of these companies adopting it or beginning to adopt it. And like next week, the Bank of India and the Bank of Japan are going to actually start using it. And it's like, huh, so this thing's gonna happen. And so I decided, based on that, to take some of that money that was sitting in the bank uh, from the sale of our house that we had available and do this investment thing. So, uh, my commitment to having it happen is uh, that it be a spiritual experience, like chickens are a spiritual experience. And I don't know exactly what all that means. I don't exactly know how this is gonna turn out, but the theory is um, that the value of this exchange, this XRP, it's actually literally a cryptocurrency. It's something you can buy in exchange and it gets used in this program. That there's only a certain number of these crypto coins, XRP coins that have ever been created or ever will be. And that when they start doing all these transactions for all these banks, the value of these coins is gonna have to go up to carry all the value of these transactions. So that was like the thing. It's kind of weird to stand here listening to these chickens, walking these dogs, talking about this. But I wanted to let you know that I did this last week. And so now this is gonna be part of um, the adventure of, of my life too. Maybe short and who knows. But anyway, those coins, when I got them, they were available for 32 cents. And if everything happens that they say is going to happen, going to happen anyway, whether or not I participate in it, then those coins will need to increase in value. Uh, in order to, uh, to meet the need for changing all these dollars to all these pesos and all these different things 
that need to happen in this global world. And if that happens, well, um, then the money that I had sitting in my checking account uh, for developing this place, there might be more of it for taking care of these happy hands and these dogs. Well, puppies, I gotta put you back on the lead. I could tell you were just so interested in what I was sharing today. You found shade and you're laying down now. It's either that or it's the stress of listening to me about the chicken move and all this stuff. But I'm gonna put you back on your leads and then I am going to, I'm all packed up now. I'm gonna take off and I'm gonna to head to Canada. You got enough food, you got enough water. Rob is gonna visit you while I'm gone and I'll be back on Tuesday morning. So then we can, uh, we can go for another walk. All right, everybody, good wishes. Thank you so much for sharing time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the comments that I hear. As I've said before, if you want more information about the farm, you can go to manyspokes.com. If you want more information about the healing work that I do, you can go to icemethod.com um, and have appreciated the, the comments, the calls, and uh, a couple of sessions that have arisen from people like, oh, I think that could apply to my life. So with thankfulness and gratefulness, blessings for the day. All right. All right, that's been Chicken Space, episode 10. Thankful we could be together. Chance to share, um, gosh, what this move was like. It's really an amazing feeling to be up here with these chickens now and know that this is their home, this is our land, this is where they're gonna be. Um, getting through and using the ice method for the challenge of uh, losing those chickens, uh, those 134 chickens. And, uh, oh, we have 800 new more baby chicks coming towards the end of August, so continuing onwards and upwards with our happy hens and eating food from, um, from that's, you know, recycled from restaurants and all those different places. So there's that, and uh, then got to share uh, this very strange thing for me of making an investment, a financial investment. Like the biggest investment I've ever made otherwise was baby chickens. So thanks for letting me share that. I'll keep you posted on everything. All the best. And just to find a word, icemethod.com and manyspokes.com if you want more information. Take care, be back next week. Bye. Long, long